We haven't started yet. Three, two, one. Okay, hey guys. Hey guys. Um, welcome to our Beastall podcast. <laughs> we're so excited. Um, we're just gonna do introductions and a little how we met, like what this whole thing is. So Ainsley, you wanna start? <laughs> yes, guys. Welcome to our podcast. Barrett and I are super excited to finally have kicked this off. It has taken a lot of planning and a lot of procrastinating, but um, we finally sat down and now we're doing it. And I'm just really excited. So I'm Ansley. I'm 21. Are we doing like <laughs> that? Um, okay, so I'm Ansley. I go to Clemson and that's how I met Barrett. Barrett and I met at the Shepherd Hotel which is where both of us work. And then I was starting a small group and invited her, and then now we're besties, so. So who are you? Um, my name's Barrett. <laughs> um, I'm in my junior year at Clemson. And yeah, I started working at The Shepherd, I guess, in like September. And um, one day, like, I think after everything that happened with my faith, like, of course, like, Ainsley came into my life. Like, of course God did that. And she invited me to her small group and it introduced me to so many amazing girls. And my faith really took off. And then we became besties, went to spring break together, had so much fun. And then this came about, so. Which I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember what made us. I almost think it was a joke where we're like, we should just start a podcast because I think our conversations just became so um deep. so deep in like there was just so much substance in every sentence that we shared yeah. and like everything we talked about it was just you know a revelation of like these conversations exist i just hadn't had friendships where we where i had conversations about the lord as much as i did with you guys and it was kind of a big reason why I wanted to start this was because I had just like, I was like, dang, I wish I had had this all throughout college. I think, you know, I'm so appreciate appreciative of how my life has looked thus far, but to have had a friend like you and to be in a place like where I am now, it would have definitely made a huge difference. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, you know, take a swing at this whole podcast thing yeah. and just show people that friendships like this exist amongst all the other things that we're going to be able to dive into and share with everybody. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so yeah, that's why we chose Be Still, why we're doing this podcast to spread the word and spread who he is and just honestly to spread what he's done in Ainsley and I's lives because it's, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy how much he's changed my heart, and Ainsley's always had such a beautiful heart, Um, but, like, just making you look more like Jesus is amazing, and it's just been a beautiful process, so we wanted to share that. Um, Let's just dive right in um, and talk about what a Christian isn't, because, I mean, and what a Christian is, so I think it's easier if we say what it's not. Um, A few things it's not... um, it's not going to church every Sunday. It's not donating to the church. It's not mission trips. It's not doing every single commandment um, except one and two, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, it's not being a good person because, one, there's not any good people. Um, but it's not 
not sinning that much. Um, it's not, I don't really lie that much. Those things on their own are not what make you a Christian. But it's crazy to think that there are people out there, there are religions out there that exist where it is about doing good and it is about just the things you do and the boxes you can check and that's what makes, you know, you be okay when the lights go off and you're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I was talking to somebody who wasn't a Christian, like it was last week or the week before that, um, I was trying to share the gospel and um, I was, you know, kind of asking questions about what this person believed in and it was, you know, just do good, be a good person, don't do these things. And I think that, you know, mm. it's so sad that people as Christians kind of have the same, they have the same mindset, you know, not, I mean, not all of them. And yeah. I, but I mean, I think a lot of people do just either view Christianity on the outside or even like partake in it in some ways as like by following it as mm -hmm. a guideline or as a book that just kind of tells us what to do and what not to do. Yeah, but what does make you a Christian is it says right here um, in Matthew 22 verse 36, it says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. And what's so crazy about that is you could follow all the other commandments and not love Jesus, and it does not matter. I didn't understand that. I, didn't, I thought that if I was a good person, I followed the commandments, I would get to go to heaven. But that's not what it is. It's not just one decision where I choose to be a Christian, and then, you know, that's my ticket to heaven and then mm -hmm. I can just keep living how I want um and I think that's how I went so long to being so lukewarm was because I didn't quite grasp the sacrifice it takes and the effort it takes as a daily decision to choose God every single day it's an act of you know loving him and repenting and um i think of course jesus the bible explains it the best um matthew 10 verse 38 says whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it and i think that's a true image of what it looks like to be a christian is to give up your life mm -hmm. i lived my life for so long for me oh i'm gonna live for barrett woo yolo like i'm gonna do whatever i want but once i like put my faith in jesus and surrendered everything to him i gave him everything my hopes my dreams my desires and i was like i don't want this this life isn't about me this this whole thing isn't about me this is about you i'm here on a mission to spread the word of jesus and to praise you until i get to meet him that is what changed everything and made me understand what it truly means mm -hmm. to be a Christian and walk with the Lord is to give up your life. Yeah. That's what pivoted my faith the most, mm -hmm. especially within these last few months. And I was just looking at this verse too. It's in Matthew 16, 25, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. So it's like the same <laughs> verse, like literally within the same chapter. But um, I mean, that was a huge 
pivot. It was such a pivoting moment. And I had just a huge like revelation about what it really means to be a Christian. You know, it's, it's funny to say like lose their life. I mean, because it is loss. It's loss of what I want for myself, what you wanted for yourself. Um, but oh goodness, the gain is, I mean, it's unimaginable and mm -hmm. it's so much better to know everything that is for you is from him mm -hmm. and he wants it for you. And I think that this verse is the definition of how I want to live. Like I want to lose everything. If everything, all my friends, relationships, my family, it doesn't really quite make sense. And I know it's hard to say it without experiencing it, but genuinely, if everything was taken away from me, I know that I would have nothing but the Lord and that would be good enough for me. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. There was a verse that really like, it is like what Jesus tells us to be as Christian. It says, I wish I could find it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I'll find it later, but he calls us to hate our father. I got to find it. I got to find it. I know where it is actually. That just came back to me. It's in Luke 14 verse 26 this blew my mind it says if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother wife and children brothers and sisters yes even their own life such a person cannot be my disciple and whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple that is crazy and i remember trying to explain to some people what he means by hate and i'm not going to diminish what jesus says he says the word hate like it that's yeah it's a strong term like it is but that's jesus's words and he says you can't be my disciple if you don't hate your father and mother and what that means is you need to love jesus so flipping much you need to love him so much that your love for your father mother brother sister spouse looks like hate like you need to love him that much because i mean he did die for you and that is just like the definition of being a true Christian and being on fire for the Lord and walking with him is he is everything. He is like the love of your life. He is your life. You have not, you are nothing without him. And it's knowing that and living your life with your hands wide open. And next, like, why does it cost everything? Why does it cost our life? Like, why do I have to give up? The th like, I want to do things, but I can't just do whatever I want. Why? Um, like, what does that look like? I love the example that we talked about earlier. I'll use you for this. I mean, if you died for me, just took a bullet for me right now. Um, I mean, everything after that, I think, you know, you said it best, like everything I ate, everything I drank, every fun thing I went and did, like, I feel so unworthy of mm -hmm. it. I mean, I'm like, that should have been me. Mm -hmm. I should have taken that. I should have died in the place of where you died. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it just kind of puts it in a different perspective when, you know, you use somebody that you love so much, like I love you, <laughs> for example. <laughs> and... I mean, it's something that you hear, you know, Jesus died for you, Jesus died for you, Jesus died, but like to really grasp like what that means and knowing that he chose a very terrible death so that you could live mm -hmm. and choose him back. 
I mean, it's honestly easier for me to think about a physical person dying for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I am undeserving. Like everything I would do, I'd be like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to eat this and to go see this place and to have this conversation. I don't deserve to wake up every morning. I don't deserve that. Jesus died for us, experienced the true wrath of God, and allows us to have a key to get to spend eternity where it's only supposed to be him. It's supposed to be population one, Jesus Christ, up in heaven, because it's only perfect people up there. But because Jesus died, God doesn't see us for our sin when we follow him. We're covered in Jesus' blood because of what he did. And that, I mean, it's crazy how I get mind blown over like someone died, a physical person died for me because it's like 10 times greater, like a thousand times greater that Jesus Christ died for me. He gave me eternity. I get to have an eternity in heaven because of what he did. I don't have to go to hell. That's crazy. And because of that, I'm going to give him my life, not as a burden, but joyfully give him everything. And I guess we're going to kind of lead that into what a lukewarm Christian is. I didn't know what that term was until recently, I guess, the beginning of my faith journey. Um, And then that's really what I was. And I didn't even know it. So to be a lukewarm Christian is to maybe claim Christianity and claim that's what you believe. And you're like in this, you know, sort of place where... You're not chasing the Lord. You're not making sacrifices. You're not living for him. You're just, you know, okay, I checked that box. I'm probably going to go to heaven one day and I'm going to keep living how I want to live. Up until like this year, like to 21 years old. And I'm just now understanding that like, yes, I've been a Christian, but like, man, have I been like lukewarm because I... I held on to so much of what God was just like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I mean, it goes back to like, you know, once you lose your life, like you're truly finding it. Um, yeah, I love that. I think we make being lukewarm too okay. And this is what Jesus says about lukewarm Christians in Revelation 3 verse 16. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Jesus Christ, the nicest, kindest, oh, most loving, like... He uses the word spit. Like, that is huge. That's like, it's, yeah, it's vulgar. Like, I mean, like, lukewarm is just like, this isn't a hell insurance. Where you're like, oh, I got saved in seventh grade. Um, I believe in him and the Holy Spirit's inside me somewhere, but I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm not going to change my heart. I'm not going to do anything. Um, but I know where I'm going and I'm going to go to heaven. It's, I'm not going to go to hell. It's not hell insurance. This is a walk. This is a follow. This is I'm on fire every day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's just the best description. Like too many of Christians in America and all over the world are lukewarm and are just there to get by. And that's it. I mean, you may think that, but Jesus tells you he spits you out. Right. Like it's, it's not gonna get you by it's you are either cold or hot I mean I just look back at how I thought faith was supposed to look like or what I how I thought it was okay like Mm -hmm. you know just to push things off and push things off and one day I'll be like I'll take my faith seriously and Mm -hmm. but like we don't know when Jesus is coming back nobody does and to live a life where we give him half effort 
but he has given us like literally everything, his life and every blessing, opportunity, friendship, relationship. I mean, he chooses us every day, forgives us. He is what gives us peace and hope and love and laughter and beauty and everything that is so wonderful in this life. Um, I just wish I would have grasped that so much sooner. Yeah. But I do encourage everyone to not be lukewarm. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. Um, be on fire for Jesus because he deserves it big time. He does. And, you know, the more I, you know, stepped it, the more I um, allowed myself to step out of this lukewarm faith, um, lukewarm Christianity, I it entailed a lot of sacrifice Mm -hmm. and a lot of effort. And I gave up a lot of things that I wanted to just like hold so close to my heart. But wow, like the Lord blesses us in so many incredible ways. Like the more we choose to say here, God, like you can have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it sweeps me off my feet. Um, I think a good like description of that of lukewarm is not allowing God to take the reins on all of your life. And that's what I did. I was like, you know what, God, you can have the reins of my life when I'm at this Christian mission trip and you can have the reins of my life on Sundays at church, but you can't have the reins of my life on what I wear, what I drink, who I talk to, the boys I hang out with. You can't have any of that. I'm sorry. That's, that's me. I want to have like the driver's seat on that. I want to be in control. And it's giving up those things. It's giving up everything. And that's what makes you on fire for Jesus. And so I just thought that was a good description of being lukewarm is just being picky about what you give up. That's a long process for me. I don't know. Like when I really started living my life for Jesus and, um, as if he were walking alongside me at every single, which he is, but Mm -hmm just to think about like physically him standing with me and every decision I had and every thought that I had before that. I mean, it was a very long process to be like, you can have everything knowing that he does have the control to take it all away, whether I say that it's okay or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that is the perfect definition of being lukewarm is, you know, choosing what aspects am I going to allow God to work in my life and what am I going to keep for myself? the things that you keep for yourself and don't give to God, like that's just putting distance and barriers and, um, it restricts you from really truly living and walking with him. Um, it definitely restricts you a lot from like being able to excel in your faith and get closer to him. And it's funny how selfish, like we can be sometimes of like wanting to take control of parts of our life. We have no idea like the goodness that he has for us. Like the areas I wanted to, hold on to so badly but now have given up I see why I was supposed to give them up Mm -hmm. because I'm so much happier and so much more at peace and so much closer to God without them and without that person and in this stage of life and it really does take a sacrifice and take giving up everything to see that um it's like you don't know until you do it it's like one of those situations um to tie back into what you're saying about like, is being a Christian going to make your life easier? We already touched on that. Like, no, we're promised, like, persecution because I guess I won't get into that. But, I mean, you look at how Jesus was treated. He was treated terrible. Like, yeah. 
No one liked him. They threw stones at him. He was like the most perfect human and everyone hated him. And he says, they will hate us because they hated him. And when we follow him, it is like a promise that the world's going to hate us. But who cares? Because we don't love the world. We don't. And we're not of the world. And mm-hmm. it makes, I mean, it doesn't make being a Christian easier, but, you know, to know who's beside you and who you're following does make it easier. And it makes it like there's that comfort, like you said, and that peace. Exactly. And when you go through persecution, it's like, it's okay because I hear God cheering me on right now. And I know why I'm doing this because I'm not going to continue to live for the world and live like everybody around else around me because I'm living for him right. and I'm called to live differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy, but I love it. Right. So tie into that too. One point during small group, you really nailed in the whole purpose of why we're here. Not, not only to like have a relationship with Jesus and choose him, but we're supposed to show others and like, you know, plant those seeds and lead others to being able to accept Jesus and experience the same love and, relationships relationship that we you know get to experience with him Mm -hmm. um it's it's a hard thing to remember and like let be at the forefront of your mind all the time but I mean it's a beautiful thing when you can remember when things are going terribly and like life just doesn't make sense and it's hard to find purpose in pain but to know that we're here for just a handful of reasons Mm -hmm. and our purpose is so direct Mm -hmm. it allows me to not shed so many so much light on my issues Mm -hmm. and it just encourages me to like drop the selfish act Mm -hmm. like it's not about me Mm -hmm. it's not about what I'm going through like yes it is stuff that I have to deal with on the daily and relationships that I might have conflict with or whatever it is but it's not about me (laughs) basically This is not about, this life is not about living for us. And, oh, you do you, girl. This is not like one of those Instagram inspirational quotes. Like, this is not about you. You have a clear purpose for why you were born and why you're here. And it's to spread the word of Jesus. We have such a clear mission. It's like if you and I came up with the cure for cancer and we didn't tell anybody. We're just going to hold on to it like that's the most selfish thing we could possibly do and it's like I know like like we have the knowledge and resources to cure something that is killing people and we're not going to tell them that's the same thing if I mean way way more extremely we're talking about eternity here Mm -hmm. and I still struggle with this of being put in a room with people that don't talk about faith openly and I have a hard time talking about it even though I know there could be someone in that room where if I would say something maybe they would come to know Jesus and get to go to heaven Mm -hmm. it's that's huge I'm being selfish and I'm holding on to this cure and this key to eternity with Jesus Christ and I mean it's selfish and it's sad but it's encouraging really really encouraging encouraging. I mean I absolutely agree um, like, I think that I love the way you put that first off. Um, I think it also just, for me, it allows, again, I just lose selfishness and I lose bitterness and I lose all of just the heavy emotions and worldly feelings and things. And it's just like, 
let it all go. Like, I'm here for one reason, and, you know, if it means that I need to forgive you to lead you to Jesus, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. If it means that I need to put myself in the most uncomfortable situation and, you know, try and share the gospel with people who are probably just going to laugh in my face, then I'm going to do it. I still am so selfish with that, with, like, I mean, just, like, being in a sorority and stuff, it can be tough. Like, I don't want to be that girl, but also, like, I do. (laughs) I want to be that person that really does make my life look different because, I mean, if my life looks the same as everybody else's, then how are you supposed to know who loves Jesus and who doesn't? Um, So I love that. And that kind of leads into my next question of how do you joyfully give up your life and give up the possessions in your life? And, you know, you talked about the sacrifices you made and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a really cool example in Revelation of the streets in heaven are made of gold. And that image in my head is like the, one of the most valuable things here on earth are the things that I'm going to walk on. And that is motivating to me of like all these possessions I have here on earth are nothing compared to my heavenly possessions. And I'm not saying like things, but like getting Jesus Christ, getting to praise him, getting to live amongst other people that love him. That is worth giving up every materialistic, every selfish temptation I have. That's worth it. Getting to spend eternity with Jesus Christ and knowing where I'm going and knowing like who's going to be there. And like, I don't know. That's how I joyfully give up my life and take up my cross daily and look different than everyone with joy, not as a burden. I don't think I genuinely can come back from that. It was so well said. I mean, seriously, I think you, I mean, so wonderfully put that. I think that for a second, I get caught up in the whole joyfully thing. How do I joyfully give up? Well, it's kind of hard to give up a lot of things. And I will not always say that I do it joyfully. But again, to remember what we have, like we're looking at eternity with our Heavenly Father. It's not a hard thing to be joyful about if it means giving up everything to spend forever with Him. Like forever, never ends like... Forever. There's such a good example by Francis Chan, um, this pastor, but it, it, he gets this long rope and he sections off the very end, like super short and like red marker. And he goes, this is life on earth. And he gets this long rope because this is eternity and it keeps going on forever. And you're going to live, he, he gets so into it and he's like, I'm going to live for, oh, that really fun college vacation. I'm going to live for, oh, retirement. I'm going to live for that boyfriend right there. Yeah, that's worth my life right there. But you're not going to live for that rope that's like, like you're not going to live for eternity. And um, that leads into like one of our favorite little quotes that says, it's not life is short, better enjoy it. It's eternity is long, better prepare for it. And I mean, that is crazy. Like that just blows my mind. Like why live for these earthly possessions and the world and look like everybody else and keep living in sin and not follow Jesus like oh I'm gonna live for me why would I live for me if I might die tomorrow Mm -hmm. I'm gonna live for Jesus Christ because if I die tomorrow I get to see him I love that I mean I think it's that's literally everything I mean it's so it just defines so much of why we're doing this why we'd how how we do it it's really encouraging like every day to like 
I had my probably this week I I haven't been on fire for the Lord like I should been I've been distracted with work and you know I slept in too late and like my mind I'm just going and going and going I'm not being still just to tie it all back I'm not being still and I'm not taking a step back and realizing why I'm here what my mission is it's as simple as that Jesus Christ died for us we're called to believe and repent and love him and that's enough that makes my life peaceful that makes my life purposeful and I wish I would step back every single day and just and be like remember that it makes my problems and my distractions and my work drama and my family stuff it makes all that small very 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 small and so that I mean back to be still I guess I guess to tie it all back But yeah, I mean, I am really excited to see how God uses us, mm-hmm. you know. I think I'll continue to pray that everything shared and spoken about isn't something that I selfishly want to share because it sounds like smart or whatever it is. I really want God to use us and speak through us, and I believe that he will. And I feel like this is... um this has been a great first run. I know yeah. we've had just the most technical difficulties yeah. throughout tonight. Um, but we got through it, and it might be all over the place, but I am really content. Honestly, I just enjoy having conversations like with you like this. So here's to many, many more. I'm excited, and hopefully our listeners, <laughs> hopefully they like it too. Um, through like the main points really fast, and then pray for everyone. Um, so we went over what a Christian is and what a Christian isn't. We took verses from Matthew 22, verse 36, and Matthew 10, verse 38, um, how it costs everything, um, and why, what it looks like to be a true Christian. touched on earlier, like if someone died for us, how we would feel so undeserving and truly change the way we live for them. Um, looked at what a lukewarm Christian is and to be on fire for the Lord. That's Revelation 3, verse 16. Um, and how we are called to allow him to take the reins on everything in our lives joyfully. Um, and how it's difficult is an every morning decision. It's a daily decision. It's a walk. Um, is being a Christian going to make your life easier? No, but we're, we're promised that. Um, but we give up everything for this mission of Jesus. Um, and it's like that selfish ambition of having the cure for cancer and not sharing it. Um, and then we ended it with the quote of, it's not life is short, better enjoy it. It's eternity is long, better prepare for it. So I'm going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this podcast and for Ainsley and just for speaking through us today. Um, there's been so many technical things and so much going on the past month, and we truly haven't listened to your words to be still and know who you are. And thank you for just bringing us to this moment to be able to sit in your presence and learn more about you and talk about you to other people. It's our favorite thing to talk about. And I ask that if anything that we said came from our flesh and our hearts and our minds that wasn't from you, I ask that the listeners forget it and that we forget it and anyone that hears it forgets it. Um, And that all they hear is words from you. And... I hope that you use each and every one of us just to impact others in every way, every single day. I hope that you put heavenly conversations into their life so they get opportunities to talk about Jesus even when they're scared. Um, So thank you for 
allowing them to listen to our podcast. I know it's no accident that you put this into their lives and put it into ours and on our hearts. So thank you, Jesus, so much for who you are. Thank you for who you are and what you've done in our lives and how much you've drastically changed um, Ainsley and I. And we're so excited to continue to try to look more like you every single day. You're awesome. So awesome. (laughs) We love you so much. And I pray for just a peaceful and still week for everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Woo. Bye. Everyone be still this week. (laughs)